What's up, guys? I'm Cora. And I'm Sharon. And this is Learning on the Job, a podcast for moms. Join us as we talk about our highs and lows and everything in between on this journey of motherhood. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Learning on the Job podcast. It has been a little while since we've talked to you guys last. Sharon, how are you doing? Oh, it has been a week. (laughs) What have you had going on this week? So uh, first we had Claire's birthday party that we attended. Um, yeah. Had fun that with so that. Um, and then other than that, like our biggest battle has been that we are transitioning Judy back to her crib. <laughs> it's We're not tra- going as well as we would have hoped. <laughs> yeah, it started off really strong, really good, but... For whatever reason, like since like we switched her back, she just she'll fall asleep. And then as soon as we put her down in the crib, she's just not having it. And we switched her because she was originally on the floor. I talked about that beforehand, how she was in like a little floor bed, but she's now starting to pull up and we wanted to make sure that she was safe while pulling up. I prefer for her to pull up on the railings of the crib and be in the crib if she falls rather than her be on the floor and try to pull up on the door, her dresser, stuff like that. It was fine while she was crawling, but now that she's pulling up, it's there's a lot more that she can get into. Sure. Completely understand. So it's just been a little bit of a struggle. And I'm sure she's probably going through a sleep regression right now because she's been having troubles with her naps too. Um, she just gets so distracted because she knows that she can do a lot more now. And like she knows that she can eat. I think she's wanting to start eating more food. Um, and mm-hmm. it's like she just, there's a lot of things she wants to do. She gets distracted by. And so she doesn't, it takes, it's a it's a hassle to get her to go to sleep if we're not in the car i i mean when claire was you know about to be about nine months old she was going through that same regression and like i i told you when we were talking on our own yesterday i feel like that was one of the hardest times um you know and they're a little bit more active they're starting mm-hmm. to crawl you know so it's like she's a little stronger she can squirm from you and beat you up a little more um I mean I as you understand and uh (laughs) yeah they're going through these changes they're needy you know being a little needier than usual so I think it's definitely um normal growing pains that she you guys will get past but you know it's definitely hard in the meantime and I I do think you guys are doing great with the moving the crib back I, I definitely think that she'll be good for a floor bed and a little yeah. bit later, but just in the meantime, until the room is in, you know, good order and she yeah. gets a little bit better, you know, good with her brace and everything. And I mean, if Jake would have been able to build her a bed like he originally wanted to, he was going to build her like a floor crib, which would essentially be the same as a crib, just on the floor and big and have like a gate to where we could lay in there with her. Um, because that's that was the best way that we could put her to bed would be to cuddle with her and then we would just get up and walk out once she was asleep um he was going to build that for her and if he gets around to it then we'll probably transition her back down um but then still like she'll be in a safer environment 
rather than on like just the ground to roam around i even i've heard some people using like <laughs> using like the play pens like we have getting a smaller version and putting her putting the mattress mm-hmm. in there i've seen the, people do that too the only thing that i'm scared about is like i don't i want to i cannot find anything to tell me if the material like she sleeps on her on her face i don't want her to sleep on her face in the playpen like that uh just because like i don't know if the material is technically safe for her to do that i don't know if she'd be able to breathe properly and i've tried to look at like baby safe approved sleeping pens or like little tents or something and i just couldn't really find one that i liked or one that i felt would work you so. could get something like what I had, or, you know, I have now is more of a gate, but I used it as a playpen and um, put her actual crib mattress in there, you know, get yeah. something that doesn't have a, a floor or, no, I was going to say get some, but, you know, even those, like, you know, it's safe to put them in a pack and play. So, and mm-hmm. I, I've, I have, as far as I know, like letting them, like if they fall asleep in the, in the playpen, maybe not with like the play mat in there, but you could do it like without the play mat and just her actual like mattress. And then maybe put some other like safe toys in there so that if she does wake up in the morning, she's got some things within her reach that can keep her occupied safely until you come in. So yeah, that's a bad idea. That's what we looked at, but it'll it'll be a little bit before we do that. Um, she's got some time. She's not even, you know, starting to walk yet, so. Yeah, but how was your week? How was Claire's birthday and everything? Oh, wow. I mean, it's crazy <laughs> that it feels like so much has happened since then. That was, like, probably, like, a week and almost a week and a half ago at this point, but mm-hmm. her birthday party was super fun. Um, it, you know, it was just the right amount of effort put into it and reward. Um, it was nice. It was just close friends and family. Um, a lot of Chris's family, which was really wonderful, especially for him. And he, you know, hasn't gotten to have a lot of positive family get-togethers um in the past few years so it was nice to get to celebrate Claire with a lot of his loved ones and our friends and some of my family so all in all good time Claire enjoyed it she got a lot of cool stuff so yeah that was great she seemed like she had fun and got a lot of new toys to play with and it was fun because there were, you know, a few babies there. Obviously, you were there. Our friend Hovita, who um, we've done an episode with in the past. So if you guys haven't heard that, sh- you should go check it out. Uh, she was there um, with her little boy, Judah. Um, since recording her episode, she's moved um, back to San Antonio full time. Um, and she's actually got um, a new... <laughs> Uh, Paramore and uh, she's so she's so yeah we should do a follow-up episode with her sometime Um, but yeah it was great to get to see her and you know see all the babies interact Uh, we haven't gotten to do as as much of that as I'd like to Um, hopefully that'll get to change now that she's like moved a little closer to us and you know, Chris's family, um, his sister who lives in Michigan was in town. So we got to spend a lot of time with her and with his nephews and niece. So that was really good. We 
had gone to Schlitterbahn the day before her birthday party, um, which is a water park here in Texas, in New Braunfels, Texas. Um, So yeah, that was really fun. Claire loves the water. So we had a really great time. She did great. And then um, we've just done some other family stuff with her, with the family since they were in town. And then one really cool thing that we got to do uh, is if I mentioned before, my husband's a pilot and he took his nephews and his sister up on a little flight um, around the town, but it was really cool because it was the first time any of his family has gotten to see him fly since he started this venture a couple of years ago. Um, and so, you know, I've gotten to fly with him before, which is pretty cool. So, but I got to take Claire. So she got to see the airplane up close for the first time and his parents got to see him, you know, flying. And then we went over to a little place where you could watch the plane take off and we got to see him take off and land a few times. And it was an all around nice day. His family was really proud of him and I was really happy for him. That's really cool. Seeing him in his element. So. Uh, that's that's been the most of it you know and then it's just been back to the grind this week so yeah just working you know yeah doing doing what I can um (laughs) but I guess we can go ahead and kind of get into today's topic yep today we're going to be talking about um things that we are tired of hearing as first-time moms yeah. And I feel like some of this can kind of relate to veteran moms too. I definitely but, agree. I think yeah. that we think of them, you know, because especially some of them, because we really are like the greener moms. This is, you know, I just completed my first year. So I feel like I incurred like a new like mother badge on my like, you know, Girl Scout badge <laughs> strip of things that you get for when you're a mom. Um, but just because this is still like everything's new to us, our concerns, um, our excitement, I just feel like we get treated with kid gloves or like, you know, just differently. Yeah. Small tangent, speaking of badges, like that just makes me think of, uh, so like with breastfeeding, the, there's like certain milestones that Mm -hmm. you hit the longer you do it. And then um like what after at each milestone there's like a badge or something and so it's like golden boobies like emerald (laughs) boobies or um I think there's one and then like the longer you do it it's like golden boobs with diamond nipples or something oh my gosh you'll have to like like, find a graphic of this and post it on our Instagram stories or something I will I will. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always just makes me laugh. And I'm always like, what am I at now? (laughs) (laughs) You know, kind of um, just on that same topic, we have, okay, two things. One, we have bought our last container of formula. My pediatrician, I took Claire to her uh, one year appointment the day after her birthday. That was another thing was she had to get her shots and that's an awful story, but I'll save that for later. Um, but he told me I don't need to buy anymore. She's good. You know, she's on solid. So we don't have, we've done with formula. Um, and then today Chris was cleaning out the pantry and in the depths of the pantry, we found a giant unopened can of formula that's oh been God. in there for 
like probably since like last September or October, it's still good. It doesn't expire till next year, but it's just like, there were so many times during the formula shortage where we could have used it. And it's like our preferred brand, like preferred formula. So it's like that they, we can't even find, we still can't find. So I'm just like, are you serious? And now that I don't need it anymore, I find it of course. So anyways, I just wanted that that kind of reminded me of that. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Anyways, so back to some things that we're tired of hearing. Yeah. Um, would you like me to start or would you like to start? Uh, I can go first. Okay, let's go. So first what I have is you have such an easy baby. Um, I like to, like, I will say it's nice to hear sometimes, but sometimes it's just like in the context of, oh, you have it so easy is kind of like how it comes out. And I'm like, y'all aren't there at night whenever we call her demon baby because (laughs) I can't get her to sleep. Or like the times whenever, like earlier, I changed her diaper. I fed her. I did all this stuff. She had her shows on, but she just, she wasn't happy. She just wanted to be held. And like, there are just times whenever it does not feel like it's super easy. Oh, for sure. I, I will say like a lot of times I think I really enjoy taking her out into public because I think she's such a social baby that she acts a lot better in public because she gets bored here at the house. She likes interacting with other people. Oh, I definitely understand. I share that same sentiment. Um, I think we both have babies with really like pleasant demeanors, happy temperaments. So, you know, they're very smiley, like to smile at strangers. And I think that's why people tell us that we have easy babies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will be honest, like, I do think that on some level, I like looked out, um, Claire has a pretty easygoing temperament and, um, she does have her days where she's really clingy, really fussy, obviously like all babies do, but for the most part, it's pretty good. A lot of that is like sheer luck. Um, and I definitely get that, but I also think, and I think you can relate to this too. A lot of it is from the hard work that I have put in. Like I keep her structured. I tend to her needs, you know, and you know, as much as I can do for her to like make it a harmonious situation. Like, you know, I prepare when we go out of the house so that she's not fussy at a restaurant, for instance. So I think a lot of it is just kind of like an eye roll when somebody's like, oh, you have an easy baby. It's like, no, not necessarily. Like, yeah, I might've lucked out because she's not like super colicky. For instance, I was told that I was a very fussy baby, like all the time when I was a child. So I don't necessarily have that to deal with, but I mean, the a lot of it is also you know the work that we put into you know we're we're, we're working on turning these into good humans so yeah I mean yeah I I definitely agree well I'll go on to another one that I have on my list and that is you're never available Um, And I get this one, I think, a lot because I tend to, now that I'm a mom, opt out of invites for maybe social gatherings at work or, like, last-minute plans or, you know, things like that. And it's just now that I'm a mom, especially being a mom to, like, a very young child, your schedule is dictated by them and 
it you can really only do like as much as you can based on like the resources you have around and the help you have and while I do still have like a decent amount of help considering like I am her primary caregiver so I can't just like change my plans at a drop of a dime and if my plan if your plans don't necessarily work for my schedule and my daughter's schedule I might opt out of them because I just have to do what's going to be best for me in the whole like long run not just in like this little period of time so yeah I do feel like I have been a little more MIA in the past year than maybe before but it's not a forever thing um and I think that the people that get it and that you know care anyways like understand and you know it's just one of those things that kind of shows you like where your priority um where your priorities really are and who you should prioritize because the people that understand get it and the people that don't get it will never understand yeah I I completely agree and I I don't think I've run into the same issues of like just not being available in general, but Jake and I have kind of run into the issue. Like we live three hours away from family. So we're kind of at that point now where we are, we don't want to keep traveling back and forth just so that they can see Jenny. Oh, I I definitely get that. That was another one I almost put on the list was just like people being like, oh, you don't take her to see me. Like, it's my responsibility for you to have a relationship with my child. Yeah. Like we, we enjoy traveling down to see our family. So like, if we want to, we're going to, because we also have a lot of friends down there too. So we don't want to stop doing it. And especially because all of our friends like all of our friends now have kids so we want them to come see Jenny and we also don't expect our friends to travel up here just to see us so that Jenny can see those those kids it's more so targeted at family members and so like I didn't put it on the list but it's like they're always saying it's easier for the three of you and the dogs to travel rather than for all of everyone in our family to pack up and travel you're just like that's not true maybe it's easier for you but that's a lot of planning yeah and And people seem to forget how like what traveling with a child like especially a small child is like um especially one that typically is just spending Ah. all their time at home like there's a you have so many things that you have to pack you have to remember every little thing that you could possibly need and the chances are you are going to need it and yeah I mean I just yeah we stayed over at Chris's parents house on Thursday night and I mean he told me that we were going to do it at probably like 11 o'clock in the morning and I was like man four hours I don't know if that's enough time to make sure that I have everything together like (laughs) you know like yeah, it's it's a hassle and I mean Jenny Jenny tends to travel really well whenever we go and I mean we like taking her down there but yeah for us all to get in the car and then for us to get the dogs in the car like it's a it's a hassle just like to pack everything in the car because mm-hmm. we have to make sure that everything fits we have to make sure the dogs fit and I mean, it's 
It's a struggle. And <laughs> it's just one of those things. Like, yeah, we wish that we lived closer to family, but at the same time, we're we want to take this opportunity while we do live far away to kind of take a stand and tell them like if you want to see our kid you can come see us we're like if we're in town okay yeah well if we have time we'll come see you but like that's another thing is like we're in town and certain people in our family they they feel entitled like we have to come to their house to see to have jenny see them and it's like we have plans like we have other stuff like we're in town for a reason so i it's not my responsibility to get her in the car to bring her to you so you can see her you can come to my mom's house or you can come to dinner with us if that's where we're going to go yeah especially if it's the day that we drive in i i hate whenever and like jake does this sometimes to me and it's annoying but like I hate making plans for right whenever we get into town because Jenny was just in the car for three to four hours, depending on the drive. She wants to get out. She wants to crawl. Yeah. She wants, like she wants to be out of the car. And so that that's always a struggle whenever we're in town is she's getting in and out of the car so much because we're going to see friends or we're going to do stuff, which she has fun once we're there. But it's the whole like getting her in the car and getting her there. And I, I'm always like, she's not used to this because she's not in and out of the car that much at home. Yeah, I agree. And then just another one of those things that you just don't think about if you're not like the mom or the primary caregiver. Yeah. So tell me another one that you're tired of hearing. Um, just wait until and like insert something I haven't gone through yet. Right. <laughs> like I I appreciate and I love whenever like whenever I'm talking with you and you can tell me like uh, how Claire went through a regression at 9 months or like certain things that like Claire did, it does make me feel better to get some of that feedback, but I hate whenever other moms or people are like oh, you think it's easy now, just wait until this. Or you think it's bad now, just wait until this. Just, and, yeah, and like, like, not right now. It's like, oh, we'll just wait until, like, she's a toddler. I mean, I guess I'm entering that phase. But, you know, it's yeah. just like, wait until she's talking and she argue, she can argue with you. But, know, like, it's whatever. like, those are, those are milestones. Like, I don't want to rush it, but, like, I am... I'm excited for those milestones because I would like to have a conversation with her. Same. It, it will be easier to an extent whenever she can actually talk and tell me what's wrong tell me what she wants but I mean like I said I don't want to rush it and then same with walking like I I can't wait to see Ginny walking and playing with Claire and for Ginny to be able to walk to me whenever Mm -hmm. she wants me but I mean I know that it's going to be harder and we're going to face other obstacles but like that's the thing is it's like people are trying to be competitive and say that they have it worse whenever they're like oh just wait until this just wait until this well and it also feels like motherhood's hard well and it also feels like they sometimes people like to kill other people's excitement like they're like oh you know or they'll be like happy that they got the hang of something they're like oh yeah well just wait until this then you won't have the hang of it It it's like okay i'm sorry that something was a struggle for you it may very well be a struggle for me but like try not to like project your negativity onto me yeah and i feel like this we have a 
I don't want to say we have a unique perspective, but like this is something that definitely I think goes with first time moms because it's we're excited for things because we haven't experienced them yet. And with the next baby, I know that there are going to be things that I'm not as I don't want to say excited for, but it's not the first time. Yeah, it's just different. It's yeah. Like, I know it's going to be different. I know that there are going to be times like there are going to be times whenever I'm not as worried with the next kid as I was with Jenny, because I know that it's going to be okay. Or there are going to be times whenever I'm still excited, but it's not that first time giddiness of being a first time mom that I have with Jenny. And so I think that those people kind of forgot that they forget what it felt like. And so they're just kind of over the hill and they're like, okay, yeah, just wait until this, it gets worse. And they they don't have that same feeling. Definitely agree. All right, Cora, what's your next one? So my next one is basically when they say how you're overly concerned about something because you're a new mom, like, oh, they, I understand that new moms, you know, everything is new and scary to them. So a lot of things like we do worry about maybe more than we should, but I also think that that's kind of just like part of the learning experience sometimes is just Mm -hmm. like, I mean, it, you can't really help the worrying. I hate when people tell me not to worry about something in like a, oh, yeah, don't worry about that. Like, I don't know. It's just, if you're telling me like, don't worry about that because you don't need to, because this is like, I'm taking this off your plate or whatever. That's one thing. But it's like when somebody's just like, oh, like you're worrying too much about that. Like you don't need to, like for no reason. It's like, well, that's not going to really help. And, you know, maybe I am yeah. doing more research about something than, I probably need to, or I'm thinking about it too much, but I'm still new at this and I, you know, don't want to make a mistake, especially if it's going to be something that's potentially dangerous for my child. And also it's just like, I'm just learning. I'm weighing my options. I'm figuring it out as I go, like, yeah, waiting on me because I maybe am more concerned about it than you would be like, well, and I think even if you're not a first time mom, Just the fact, like, if you want to worry about something, if you want to be protective in that way, I think that that's your right to do so. It kind of goes back to the whole thing of, like, this is how you're parenting. This is how you're going to do things with your kid. And then sometimes, like, it's just, like, that's just how you feel. That's the type of person. That's how you have your feelings. And you may not think you're overly worrying. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, also just goes back to being able to like set boundaries for yourself like if you think that you need to be like overly cautious about something like that even if if other people are telling you like oh you're being too overprotective or whatever like for instance I have yet to I have you know both grandparents nearby Claire she's formula fed she and she goes to bed pretty easily but I have yet to like let her go like sleep over at somebody else's house and I probably am going too soon I think that I'm getting to that point but like I wasn't ready yet and it wasn't anybody else's place not that I'm saying people did but um they've been you know fairly respectful but you know it's just nobody else's place to tell me when is the right time to 
get, take that next step. Like I'll do it when I'm ready. Like I'm the mom. Mm-hmm. I'm figuring this out and what I think the boundaries should be. So like I'll do what I think is comfortable for my child. And it's not based yeah. on like what you do or what works for you because you're a different person than me. You know, and I actually had the same thing on my list um, and it was stop worrying. Um, and so like one thing that we encountered was Jenny was born a month before Christmas. So she was actually supposed to be due only like two weeks before Christmas. So we had already planned whenever we found out that we were pregnant, we were not going to be going to our family's house for christmas and new year's like we normally did so we actually planned for my mom and um like my little family to come up and they did christmas with us so we had my mom my stepdad and my brother all here on christmas day and we actually extended the invite to other family members obviously we only had room to house like one or two people here uh, maybe a few more if they were if they could sleep on air mattresses or something but we said y'all are more than welcome to come up and do christmas up at our house y'all can stay in a hotel if you want we can make like a weekend out of it whatever and my mom and stuff they were the only ones that took us up on the offer and i will say that whenever we told our families that that's what we were doing some of them we got a little backlash saying that they traveled with newborns no problem or like they did this and it I don't like whenever I like when people give me advice based on their experiences but I don't like when people try to and they're like like, mad at your decision or yeah visibly frustrated by it yeah like basically like my like there's no reason for me to make the decision that I made or no reason to feel the way that I feel because just because it worked for you just because you were able to do that doesn't mean that I can't and honestly one of the biggest things was that we had we had four dogs at the time so if we didn't have all the dogs we probably it might have been a little easier and we may have felt more comfortable traveling to Houston at that time to see family you had also just had a major surgery and it was still like within a month of that surgery taking place and I know when I had gone through the same thing I wasn't necessarily keen on being in the car for long periods of time like and baby wasn't really either and that was another thing like once obviously once I had the c-section that made that changed a lot of our choices and stuff as well because I didn't want to be in the car I didn't want Jenny in the car uh like that either and so that's it's like the whole stop worrying it's like you can't just tell anybody to do that really and especially a first mom like I feel like it's just one of those things that we just have to figure out on our own exactly I completely agree so what's another one for you Another one for me, I would say, um, and this one's a little niche, but I think that a lot of moms can relate is like being told that I have it easy because I get to work from home or because Mm -hmm. I get to stay home with my child. And I know there's also a lot of moms that they are, you know, primarily stay at home moms. Um, And whether you're working or like, like whether you're doing another job while you do it or not like kids alone is 
a lot like and it's more than just a full-time job like sure like at least with my full-time job like I can stop doing it like luckily sometimes because like my child requires me my everything all day every day like from second she wakes up which is the second I wake up you know until I'm so exhausted that I can't think straight at the end of the day and into my sleeping you know patterns in the night as she wakes me up so it's like there, it's a 24-7 job and I don't have have it easy. Nobody has it easy. Like, I mean, I think I'm fortunate that I get to see my child grow up, but I wouldn't consider this like the easy route by any means necessarily. Yeah, I completely agree. And I I know like whenever I post about working from home or having the ability to take Jenny into the office. Um, I get a like if I post that on TikTok, I usually get comments about like, where do you work? What do you do? Oh, same and every single time. They're like, what kind of job do you have? Yeah. Because that's what moms want. We're actually, I read this article re- recently that was like talking about how specifically hustle culture um, has like tricked women into thinking that they need to be able to do it all so tricking women into thinking that they should find a stay up remote job so that they can work all day and take care of a baby all day whereas mm-hmm. before like society was like no we'll just have the women just take care of the babies but now we're like no we also want them to provide some money too or like the majority yeah. of it you know i like, mean like i wish that we could live off of one income and that it didn't have to be mine and that i, I could know. just stay home with jenny be because like at least yeah one less stressor on my plate right but yeah like i feel like it'd still be hard because i would pretty much all the time that i would spend working i would put into trying to do stuff around the house but i feel like the three buckets that i try to take care of every day is taking care of jenny doing my job and taking care of the house obviously uh i know what what i said you can only fill two yeah like some and usually it's the work in jenny bucket that gets filled the house bucket usually does not get filled unless like unless it's a special occasion like this past weekend i spent saturday cleaning up the kitchen and it i was able to get it done but that was a day that i didn't have to work so yeah it's like if i don't really do much of my job that day then i like work on the house yeah like yesterday but but yeah like my my day is still very busy like I I wake up I'm taking care of Jenny from the moment she wakes up because Jake is sleeping in and even if he gets up early we may eat breakfast together but then he goes straight to work like he'll he'll try to get started working or like there's a reason that he's up at the same time Jenny and I are and then I go to the park and I work out with the mom group and that's something for me, but like, that's, it's relaxing, but at the same time, like I'm still taking care of Jenny and I'm doing it because I have to get out of the house. Like this is something I have to do to keep my mental health healthy. And then I come back home, I get back to work. I'm working the pretty much the rest of the day and taking care of Jenny. And then still like even, whenever I'm done working I'm still taking care of Jenny's like it's not an easy job and a lot of times like I'm having to juggle uh trying to cook dinner and take care of her so there's been several times where I end up having to put her in her high chair and she eats 
like half a container of puffs because she's the only thing to stop her from whining while you're trying to do something yeah like and we've gotten to the point now i told you yesterday like we'll just dump some puffs onto the onto the mat in her playpen and just let her eat off of that while she watches tv or plays with her toys because it's it's keeping her distracted and like I said now she's more interested in food so we're going to try and start giving her like three full meals a day along with breast milk um but I don't want her to self wean off breast milk too early like she's only nine months I don't want her to start trying to wean off of it before she's a year old um well I will say that if she does or she if she starts indicating or she's just like not taking it as much it's okay because she's the one doing it if she's completely self-weaning if you're not encouraging it at all and it just happens you know yeah and I mean we have her nine-month appointment tomorrow so I'll definitely bring it up to her doctor about it um but that has been something that like has crossed my mind is I didn't I don't really want her to self-wean too soon I'd like to at least make it to 12 months before we really like start I mean, I, if, I'm not going to try to wean her off if she still wants it, but that's something that, like, I have been thinking about. But, yeah, puffs, like, that's something that is always on our grocery list because she eats so many now. Oh, same. Because yeah. that's the only thing that can keep her entertained sometimes. Like, that's what she eats while I work out because uh, the other kids have snacks, and she has now learned that I normally put snacks on that little tray in her stroller so if there's no snacks there like she's leaning forward like where 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 are the the snacks like come on (laughs) and then she starts to get a little like whiny because she's like i know you have them like come on where where are they yikes (laughs) what about another one wait yeah because we were talking about the overly concerned moms and then we were talking about having it easy so what would be another one on your list um so speaking of breastfeeding is whenever people ask me, you still breastfeed. Um, and I'm perfectly like, I love talking about breastfeeding. I'm perfectly comfortable whenever people ask me about it. Cause a lot of people now Jenny has six teeth. So people do ask me about like, how is it now that she has teeth and I don't find anything wrong with like people being curious, but there's like a stigma around breastfeeding for too long and I mean I don't want to say like anything's too long but like there's a stigma around moms actively nursing let me put it that way is like actually nursing not just breastfeeding past a year and people are like are you gonna go until she's two are you gonna go until she's three and um like it's I just find it very odd that a lot of people kind of care about it. Like if I, if I've kind of made the decision that as long as she wants to breastfeed, I'll keep breastfeeding her. As long as I'm able to breastfeed her, I'll keep breastfeeding her. And I mean, obviously at some point, like she'll wean off, but you'll um, find a time where it's natural, you know, that's what I mean. Like it'll, it'll work out naturally for you or for her, you know? Yeah. And I mean, if she, if she naturally weans off, then I'll probably try to pump just so that I'm not like quitting cold turkey or like just to pump to see if I can get anything else out to add to our freezer stash, which I need to start using that because some of it is going to go bad when she turns a year. Um, But yeah, baths and stuff. 
yeah like I just I want to pump to be able to use everything that I can but obviously I'm not going to pump to just keep my supply just so I can keep feeding her like just so I can keep doing it even if she doesn't want it anymore um but yeah it's I don't see myself doing it till she's four like some moms have but I know that sometimes older kids tend to want to do it whenever they have younger siblings that are fairly close in age and the moms are nursing the the younger sibling and so the older sibling wants to nurse as well not necessarily as often but they just they they just tend to want to do that for comfort or whatever and so a lot of moms end up tandem feeding sometimes just because their older one wants to nurse and they're not going to say no like they, they're not going to deny them that so I don't know when J- Jake and I are going to have another kid but if I mean if it's like if Jenny is interested and wants to nurse depending on the situation then I'm I'll probably say yes obviously like if she hasn't nursed in so long and she doesn't even know how to anymore and she's going to be biting me and everything like if it's going to be weird like that I'll be like like that's kind of weird I I don't know how I'll be in that situation yeah I mean I think I think it just depends on the age like I think if she's you know if she has stopped and she is not old enough to articulate oh I want to do it because she can watch you doing it I think she's also old enough for you to be like no sweetie like you eat real food now like yeah and I mean I know a lot of uh moms like they'll still do it I there was a a mom in my Facebook group she gave her whole family some breast milk like just a little bit in a cup or like in regular milk or something because they all got sick I don't I don't know if it was COVID or what but like they all got sick and so she was just giving like the kids the antibodies that she has because it can still help them like it can still it's producing the antibodies for your kids and so like they did that and like the kids were not nursing anymore except the baby and i I don't think I'm gonna be like that like putting it in my family's drinks whenever we're all sick and stuff but I mean it's just kind of one of those things that if there was a situation like it's it's all circumstantial I don't know what I'm gonna do in different situations if Jenny wants to keep nursing I'm gonna keep nursing but I mean yeah it's I don't I guess like I really just don't like the stigma around continuing to nurse after one year that a lot of people put on it and a lot of people look at you like like they're old enough to do something for themselves so like they they should be on regular milk by now or they should be doing this and like there's nothing that they should be doing well and I think that that kind of goes for like a lot of things um in you know parenting like there's all like you know there's the whole first there's the whole discussion of like oh um breastfeeding versus formula feeding and like you know which is um they're both beneficial is one better than the other blah 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 and Mm -hmm. then from there like each have their own like for instance like I I as I already said like my pediatrician told me that Claire doesn't need to keep being on formula anymore like she and she has already been doing like the half and half thing but like some moms do continue to do formula for a little while after the baby turns one and there'll be other people um that are like oh you need to stop that you need to get your child 
off yeah. of formula immediately like like they turn one and it's like this magical day where they can suddenly eat honey and they never have to have a formula bottle again and they're just magically developed um so i mean it's like it's okay like it's like if they want to do that like just let people live their lives um and you yeah. know kind of there's you know, you know we've talked about a lot of different things that we do differently and i think that all of them are things that like we could potentially be like shamed for quote unquote or like judged for um from other people and i think it's just people judge what they don't understand or what they don't personally do for whatever reason like everyone always thinks that their way is the best way and it's just definitely yeah. something i'm tired of hearing so i agree with you there what's your next one um so i think another one for me is you should feel grateful um whenever you're going through a hard time and you're kind of maybe venting about that or like expressing concerns um i think a lot of people are just like oh you know want to keep you positive and they're like maybe they don't say the words like you should feel grateful but that's basically the message like enjoy this time you'll never get it back like you're so lucky to get to do it this way like you know just any kind of thing Mm -hmm. it's just like and as we've talked about before um obviously I feel very fortunate and grateful um that I get to stay home that I get to watch her I feel fortunate and grateful that I have her period um but that doesn't mean I mean obviously we've talked about like just parenting struggles but also it's been a struggle on my mental health like and Mm -hmm. you know I I know I talk a lot about that and you know people just kind of be like oh we just gotta have perspective like you just gotta really be mindful and grateful of what you have and that really helps it's like do you think that I just spend my day being like oh man I wish I never had a kid like this is just I'm such filled with regret like no like I definitely am grateful for being here but that doesn't mean that like the chemicals in my brain are balanced properly like that yeah. doesn't have anything to do with each other um so I just kind of get annoyed uh when people do that sometimes toxic positivity uh just kind of it gets like too much the what other direction and it's not it's like okay but my feelings are also valid so I definitely feel that yeah like people people expect that you should be happy all the time and you should want to do everything for your child but like it is hard and if you say it's hard people are like well then maybe you shouldn't have had a kid or why are you wanting a kid and it's I feel like a lot of this comes up on social media too and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of extreme things on social media but there's a lot of times whenever people say if you think this way you shouldn't have a kid but there's a maturity level there like sometimes those people they haven't been in a situation to have to think like that so I mean like you and I have talked about how there were things that we thought of beforehand there were things that we looked at about motherhood beforehand that our views have changed now that we're in it and Mm -hmm. we have gone back and said like we we were kind of in the wrong essentially but at the same time we didn't know so it's not necessarily a right or wrong thing but like to us we're like yeah I was kind of wrong to think that but at the same time I didn't know about it and I mean it's like you said it's hard raising a child but it's like I'm still grateful for it I'm not 
going to be upset about it. But I, I too have heard some stuff um, about like, you should be grateful. And I don't, I hope nobody takes offense to this because I know it's a very sensitive subject, sensitive topic. And I don't want to be insensitive on it, but like a lot of people say you should be grateful because there's a lot of people out there who can't have kids. And I don't think anybody is trying to like, I'm definitely not trying to complain about this and be insensitive to people who can have kids, but it's like, there's, there's just those people out there who say like, you have this stuff. There's people out there who don't have this stuff. So you shouldn't talk bad about what you have because there's people who don't have it and can't have it. I have definitely heard that. And I mean, that can be said about like anything in the world that you could be upset about. Like, oh, I've got relationship problems. Oh, well, at least you have a relationship. Like, okay. I mean, yeah, my, like your life struggles do not negate or like invalidate mine. Um, They're a completely different thing. I mean- the we don't even need to have a conversation about like what is one worse than the other um because we weren't talking about people that you know no offense like don't have children like we were talking about like in this situation like oh if you do there are certain parts of it that are hard and it's like maybe I want to feel like somebody else can relate to that in this moment yeah and that's okay like you're like parenting is hard like where we should be more than allowed to talk about it you know it should be encouraged because I I don't know how any mom could just get through it just keeping it to herself like well and and also like you if you don't express the hardships that you're having you're never going to get advice like yeah there's no way for you to get advice if you're not saying what you're struggling with or asking for it because you're going through tough times well and sometimes just expressing things really helps you know just keeping it all in and keeping it to yourself is not always it's not healthy number one but like it's not always like the best way you know to deal with things yeah so I tell that to Jake all the time I'm like I don't want you to fix this I just want to vent to you just listen just let me vent and then just be done doesn't need to be fixed right give me another thing that you hate hearing um so this one is pretty it's pretty specific to us but it has become something that uh it does kind of annoy me so Jenny does have to wear a hip brace for her hip dysplasia and it does not slow her down or hinder her at all like she has hit milestones terrifically since then but people have like there's been some people in our family who have started saying like I hate that she has to wear that almost like it's like there's something wrong with her like it's like oh it's a cosmetic imperfection that you have to look at yeah and it's like I mean like if I'm speaking truthfully like yeah I hate that she has to wear it because it's something that it's it's something extra that we have to deal with it's more stress that we have to have and I mean yeah it would be easier if she didn't have it if she didn't have those extra doctor's appointments and all that but it's not like there's anything wrong with her it's we caught it early. She's getting the help she needs. Yeah, it's, she's it's just treatable. It's not like she's going 
it's not like there's anything wrong with her. And even if there was something like, even if to say she had to be in a wheelchair for the rest of her life, for instance, like that's still nothing wrong with her. Like she's still a perfect little baby. And I just, it's like, there's a difference between people saying that they don't, that they hate that she has to wear it and like meaning like they, they feel for us. But then there's like those people who say, I hate that she has to wear that. Like, I hate seeing that on her. Well, that's and the I thing know what is they it mean. Just, it just me- makes them uncomfortable. It reminds them that they're, th- that they think there's something wrong, you know, because they look at it as a negative thing. But it's not like, it's a reflection of them. It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, and it's there's like, nothing wrong with her having to wear it it's it's helping her (coughs) get into the right place or keep it staying in the right place and this kind of goes to the topic of like people always saying that like i just hope the baby's healthy and this is kind of an old thing i mean obviously yes every parent hopes that their baby is healthy and doesn't have to have any like major surgery or anything wrong with them at birth but um i know like for my family in particular uh this is kind of like whenever they say, I hope the baby's healthy is like, they don't want anything wrong with them. They don't want hip dysplasia. They don't want any extra doctor's appointments. They don't want anything wrong. And it's like, she's still healthy. She's still a perfect little baby. Exactly. So like, it's, it's not like she, she was born a healthy baby. Yeah. She has something wrong with her hips, but she's getting it fixed. And if she's diagnosed with, if she's diagnosed with autism, if she has to have speech therapy, if she has to go through any type of therapy or has to get any extra help for anything, she's still a healthy baby. Yeah, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you just because you need a little help in developing in a certain way. Like, that's okay. We're all, we don't all have to be excellent at developing perfectly and hitting all these milestones perfectly every single time that's way too much pressure on a human and it's like for why like by the time they get into elementary school you probably can't tell any of that so it's like yeah let's all just chill out so I mean it's and like I just I speak from personal experience like I know that that's what my family means when they say that I know that not everybody means all of those different stigmas when they say it but from personal experience, I know that's what they mean. But what is another one for you, Cora? Um, so for me, I would say another one is sleep when the baby sleeps. Like, that's such an old wives' tale, basically. Um, oh, yeah. I... Why would I be able to sleep when she sleeps? How would I ever get anything done? I can't get things done when she's awake half the time because she has a lot of needs and um, or she just wants my attention. So when she goes to sleep, that's like the only a time I get to myself or a time to hear myself think B the only time I have to get things done or C a little bit of a and a little bit of b so i mean rarely i think you know claire's been alive over a year now and i think i've maybe taken two naps in the entirety of the time that she was alive like during the time she took a nap and one of them was when chris was home and i think the other one was just 
a fluke. I just happened to fall asleep because I was so tired because she had like woke me up so many times the night before. Um, But even in the nighttime, like after she goes to bed, I'm either using that time to get things done or to like, you know, have some time to myself. And then I go, I finally do go to bed. But even when I go to bed, she wakes me up. So it's like, what do you mean sleep when she sleeps? I just think it's a myth. I will say, uh, not trying to brag, I did get to nap today with Jenny. But like I've mentioned before, I think a lot of that is just from nursing. Um, Because she was fighting her nap earlier. And so I laid on the couch with her and I was able to nurse her and get her to go to sleep. And I I can't really work whenever I'm doing that. Like I have my computer right by me so that if I get an email or something where like if I'm able to reply or whatever I can but during that time I can't really do much so I just had the tv on and I was laying there and breastfeeding takes a lot out of you and so I I was tired I was laying down so I ended up falling asleep and so she and I uh, napped together on the couch and um, I definitely also agree with like nighttime too uh, there are times whenever it's like in my head, I want to go to sleep to get some sleep before she wakes up again. But realistically, I'm just going to be even more tired because I'm only going to get, say, like 10 minutes of sleep before she wakes up. And it's like, what was the point of that? Right. What's another one that you have? Um, so my last one is you're spoiling her. I absolutely hate being told that I'm spoiling her. And... There's so much research and so so many new findings now that show that you cannot spoil a baby and that they're like everything I'm doing is completely normal. And she I'm for as long as she wants to be held, I'm going to hold her for as long as she wants to be cuddled. I'm going to cuddle her if she wants to be picked up. Obviously, I don't pick her up every single time she whines because sometimes I'm doing stuff, trying to get things done. But if she if she wants me and I'm able to, I'm going to pick her up and hold her. I'm going to cuddle her. I'm going to pretty much give her what she wants until she can like actively talk to me because I don't. I don't want her to think that I'm neglecting her. I don't want her, I don't want her to be sad. And I mean, like right now, I don't really know what she wants, but all I know is that she wants me. And why would I deny her that whenever I know that there's going to be a day whenever she can completely like walk away and drive away from me? I definitely understand that. Um, And I feel like for me, I'm the same way as far as like I you know when she's upset for you know I pick her up or you know or whatever Uh, I'd say now that she's older I don't necessarily always like if she's trying to get my attention or whatever like I'd say more a lot not every time but like there are more times now that I will try and redirect her attention with like another toy or something like that Mm -hmm. because while I do um, not want her to feel neglected. I also um, want her to be able to be play, be play independently and like be an independent person. But I've always had a very independent baby. So that's never really been something I've had to worry about 
a ton. I will say um, for just from my personal experience and just from watching like you and other moms around me, I do think a lot of it has to do with breastfeeding versus formula feeding. And I don't necessarily think that it means like you, like, I don't necessarily think that it means you have a stronger bond with your baby than I do with mine. I do think it means that she gets needier than my baby does. And I think it's, I think it's really just like a comfort thing. Well, that's the thing. It's like, because, because she, I, because or Jenny uses breastfeeding is more than just a way for nutrition she uses it Mm -hmm. for like a comfort thing a comfortableness thing you know a thing that she uses to cradle herself like back to sleep Claire has I mean I like first of all she can do it with more than just me or she can do it with my husband too and like sometimes our parents you know whatever but also she it has always been more inclined to use other like baby toys, pacifiers, things like that. Yeah. Because like since she was a baby, because she's was, you know, at a very early, like day one introduced to like an artificial nipple and things like that. I think mm-hmm. that it's just overall really has contributed to her like not being as like quote unquote needy as like a breastfed child. I just noticed that like, I think that breastfed children tend to be, a little more quote unquote needier. And I think yeah. that's exactly why it's just like, it's that it just, because that's, you're basically her toy and yeah, her I'm her pacifier. I mean, I'm definitely her pacifier. Like there's been, there's so many times where at night she's not actually hungry. She just wants to suckle to go back to sleep. And so like, I have to be the one to do that. Yeah, exactly. And- so it's not even that you're spoiling her or whatever, or just, I mean, I, it's just, you know, it, <coughs> I think it's just something that does probably take maybe a little bit more work with because she doesn't want to just necessarily like play with a toy or whatever more than she would rather just be with mom because she's done mm-hmm. that since day one, you know? And there are definitely times whenever she is pretty independent, like there, there are definitely really good days um like she she's getting better at keeping herself content and playing with herself playing by herself in the playpen especially as she gets older and now she can start standing up mm-hmm. and so she can do more but she's also just kind of getting to the point where she she wants to walk like she sees Claire walking she wants to walk and she's starting to realize the boundaries of the playpen she now realizes mm-hmm. that there is a barrier and so a lot of times that's a hard one yeah, like she just gets fussy because she knows that there is something like she cannot come and crawl around all around, like in the living room and into the kitchen and stuff. And so it's not about me spoiling her. It's about me just trying to figure out ways to keep her content and redirect what she's wanting to do. Like she sometimes yeah. I do it with TV and sometimes that doesn't help. Like she does not always want the TV and that's perfectly fine. It's just, I try it. She doesn't want it. So then I move to the high chair or I, I sit her on the couch and or just let her sit with you because like, yeah. that's what's working the most at the time. Like, but it's, it's, she's more so learning her surroundings. She's figuring out everything around her. And sometimes I do use breastfeeding as a way to soothe her whenever there's nothing else that works. 
And that seems to work because that's usually what she wants if nothing else is working. Yeah. But again, that goes back to like, I think that's pretty normal, you know? Yeah. It's just a lot of people. I think, I don't think there's anyone in my family who is actually breastfed this long. I think everyone in my family has either formula fed or they breastfed for a few months and then stopped and then moved to formula. And so I don't think everyone gets that. And then it's still an older generation type outlook on things like letting the baby cry it out letting them do things on their own and not always being there to actually like spoil them quote unquote but yeah I I think it's an it's an older viewpoint I agree and um it's just I mean unfortunately like I it's just something that I just have to go through All right, Cora. So what is your last one? Well, my last one, um, it's like a, it's a pretty common question. I think women get asked and I don't, I think it's like the question itself isn't bothersome, but it's more like just kind of implications behind it. And then like the persistence of the question, but it's when are you going to have another, um, Mm -hmm. which I think should be like, it's like when you asked me last week, I mean, I've talked to you about it before and I've kind of given my stance on it um and you know I don't really mind talking about it on the podcast but I was recently asked by a what I'll call pseudo family member um that I had just met um of Chris's Mm -hmm. and they were you know asking me oh or asking jokingly not jokingly oh when you guys gonna have another and then the whole family was making jokes so like lighthearted of course I they didn't mean anything by it but just like oh Clara needs a, a sibling she she you can't just make her an only child and I'm like it, I don't know it's like that I I have the plan or at least like I'm interested in the idea of another child not right now but especially but like I don't know I should be able to like make that choice or like me and Chris should be able to make that choice. Like, like if y'all wanted Claire to be an only child. Yeah. So like, it's yeah, just like perfectly fine. Well, it's just awkward. Cause it's just like, I always feel like I have to be on defense and it's funny. I made a TikTok about this earlier uh, today, but like, um, you know, it's just like, what I want to say is like, well, I mean, like I just, I had a really traumatic birth and I had a, like a huge season of postpartum depression. And I still feel like I'm figuring out what I'm doing with one baby. How am I supposed to figure it out with let alone two? Yeah. Yeah. Like, but I'm just like, no, I mean, we just want to wait a little bit longer. Like I want my child, I want my daughter to be a little older before we start again. Yeah, yeah. And that's like the acceptable answer, but it's just like, I mean, it's kind of a personal subject and like that holds a lot of like weight behind it so it's just like why do people why is it anybody's business and why do people feel the need to insert their opinions of how many children I should have well and so um I've kind of talked about before how it took Jake and I so long to conceive that we didn't know if we had any fertility issues and so having to go through that and doing the research I did on fertility I got really sensitive and I try to kind of like, I know I have to know who I'm talking to before I make certain comments. Mm -hmm. Like with you, I know, like, I knew how you would take it. I knew, like, I knew, I already knew your answer. Yeah, because we've talked about it before. And yeah, like it was in the notes and stuff that we have. And like, I knew that you knew what I was asking. And if you felt uncomfortable, you would have told me beforehand 
like that you didn't want to talk about that and it'd have been perfectly fine but like i i don't ask anyone who like married couples if they haven't had kids yet i don't ask them when are y'all gonna have kids unless i feel close enough with them and know their situations yeah and it's like one thing also i think um ask somebody a question like that and you and like like you would know but it's like um to either ask somebody a question like that like kind of like in confidence or like just between the two of us but it's another thing you know i think it's like a very easy common thing for women to just be put on the spot or like couples in general but like the woman is the one that really has to answer for it um and so it's just like it was just an instance with me and like I said like I didn't take any offense to it or anything like that but I did feel a little uncomfortable because I didn't really know how to respond obviously I've talked with Chris about it and but that's the other I think thing about it is like I've talked with Chris about it and he knows but like so sometimes Chris will make like jokes that are like really more of in reference to things we've talked about I'm like I don't know if everybody else is gonna get the joke and he's like yeah joking he's like oh I are you know I don't know if I can talk her into that again and it was rough enough the first time I'm not sure if I could do it again or whatever and I'm like no I said we could have another one just like not right now but then I have to explain that to everyone they're like no she has to have a sibling oh and I'm like it's okay. Right. Like, it's yeah. Like, let, we'll, we'll do it, figure it out in our own time. But, and I again, feel like I would take more offense. Deal. I feel like I would take more offense just personally to people saying, like, oh, she has to have a sibling. You have to give her some, yeah, like, that's a sibling. I do get kind of like stuck on sometimes because, like, if I'm like, I'm down to have another baby, but I also think that I could, if I, I would be okay like I would not be like devastated like I would be okay with just Claire like I was I feel happy that I at least got the opportunity to be a mom mm-hmm. um so I'm happy like would I be happy and feel like blessed if I could add more to my family yes definitely but I'm like I'm okay with just Claire and like I don't yeah. think she would be like get I would be giving her like a disservice by like if I didn't have another, there are plenty of people that don't have siblings, but they're by yeah. choice or not choice. And they're all like well-adjusted humans. I mean, like I, so for me personally, I, I, I agree. I would, I, I really want another, I want more kids, at least one more. We'll see how the next birth goes if I want a third, but I, I would feel okay with like I'd I'd be perfectly fine with just Jenny no matter what exactly I I am perfectly content with her but I know that I want more kids so it's almost like to me like if I can't have another baby I would want it to be not by my choice because I want another kid if I can have another kid I'd want to have another kid but if my doctor said like due to xyz you can't have any other kids obviously like I'll be upset but I'm perfectly content with Jenny um and i mean like i don't want you to should feel out. grateful sharon <laughs> yeah i i am very grateful <laughs> but Sorry. yeah i mean like i'm i'm perfectly fine with just jenny but i know that like i want more kids because i i love being a mom and i just i want to i also like i enjoyed being pregnant and i, See, want- I didn't <laughs> I mean, and I mean, who knows? Maybe my next pregnancy will be even worse. But I, 
I don't know. I want the opportunity to at least have one or two more kids maybe, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what's in store, but I, I don't, I don't think we've really gotten a lot of questions of when we're going to have another one. We've gotten a few, but it's all been very lighthearted. And I think Jake and I have also been the ones that kind of bring up the subject of more kids whenever people ask. Um, I know that we were asked if we were not going to have any more kids. And it was because like Ginny has so much stuff that I was giving a lot of her stuff away that I don't want to keep for another kid and a lot of it is things that were insignificant like things that I just don't feel worth saving for another kid and also a lot of it is girl things that either I don't think would work for a boy or girl things that again insignificant enough for me to hold on to in the hopes or in the off chance of having another girl um and so whenever we were getting rid of a lot of that stuff um someone asked if we were only gonna have Ginny and I mean I felt perfectly fine answering that and just saying like no we want more but I'm I just don't we don't have the space or the need to hold on to every single thing she has mainly the space yeah well I think that we've griped enough (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, before I agree. we go, maybe we can gripe one more time, but also <laughs> say something positive. <laughs> Let's do some of shit's no yes. Okay. Uh, uh, you go first. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, my oh shit is really just, I think, Claire's like t- entire like fifth or not 15 months. Um, 12 month appointment her next doctor's appointment will be her 15 month um I mean overall it was fine like in general but she did she did she did have to get shots which is like sad but honestly the shots went well but they did end up having to do a blood draw to which some places will do to like test for anemia and lead poisoning at a year old um some places will do like a straight up IV some places will do a finger prick some places will do a heel prick when she was younger and she had to get blood um a, she, a sample they did a heel prick I was hoping that's what they were going to do again but they did not they did a finger prick they did it with a lancet and I'm pretty sure they did it on like the highest setting and they so they pricked her finger and then they just held her hand and like squeezed blood out of it for like two minutes and she screamed and cried and was shaking and I just had to hold her and tell her everything was okay while the nurse kept like holding on to her hand and it was awful um so that was really just like not a fun experience 10 out of 10 would not recommend uh do she really need to check for lead poisoning that bad um I just need to know asking for a friend um so that part wasn't really fun Also, I mentioned in a previous episode when she went in for her nine-month appointment that they had heard a slight murmur, and they said they were going to check it again at her 12-month appointment, and they did still hear it, so they did um, tell me that they were going to refer me to take her to a cardiologist, so um told me that it's nothing I really need to be super concerned about, and like you said, you know, people live with murmurs, but some obviously just like my mama hardest still a little concerned um so I definitely just, understand yeah um 
I, so that's just like another thing that we're going to do, but hopefully it'll all be okay. Yeah. Well, curse for Claire. I'm sure everything will work out, but I understand that it's definitely worrisome. Right. Um, my, oh yeah, is, I feel like I might've mentioned this before that I was getting a new computer, but I finally got my new computer. So, um, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. I really love it. And it's just a lot easier to edit on this computer. Um, so I'm able to do that better. I'm starting to kind of update like my virtual assistant resume so that I can do, um, more administrative work for people edit i'm offering to edit other people's podcasts things like that so i'm just really excited to have it um do more video editing uh so yeah well awesome what about you um smile shit huh um so this past week jenny swallowed her earring yeah <laughs> <laughs> So uh, she had her ears pierced around six months and this one here just recently, like in the past month, one of her earrings, it, for whatever reason, it was just kind of looser to the point where if it got caught on something, it would pull itself out and she got it caught in the mesh. Like if the first time it ever did this ever happened was that it got caught in the mesh of her playpen because she likes to stick her face up there and so I think like she turned her head and it got caught and she pulled it out um she didn't really like get fussy she wasn't screaming or anything so I didn't even know that it happened until I picked her up and didn't see it well um the other day it got caught on something I'm assuming because that's the only way that it's ever come out she's never she doesn't like mess with her earrings or anything uh I picked her up to change her diaper and in the middle of the diaper change I saw that she only had one earring and so once I changed her I handed her to Jake and I went to the playpen and I found the backing of the earring but I could not find the stud and I tore that thing apart I took I like checked every single stuffed animal anything that it could get caught on checked the floor I checked under the playpen like I literally took everything out of the playpen and was searching for it I was freaking out because I was like she had to have swallowed it but Jake Jake was like, I don't think she did. And so like so many people were like, the dog probably ate it. And I was like, but how? How? If she didn't do it, where then where is it? Like, how would the dog have gotten it? Like, I just I just knew that she had swallowed it. <laughs> Mom instincts. Yeah. And I mean, like, she she never showed any signs or anything. Like, she swallowed it so easily, never had any issues. And I called her pediatrician and I was freaking out um, because I didn't know if I needed to take her to the ER. They said to wait 48 hours and see if like just watch for respiratory issues and stuff. And thankfully, she never had any issues. She was perfectly fine. I was really scared to let her go to sleep at night because I was like, what if she has issues in the middle of the night? Yeah, like, how will I know? Yeah. So I was I was just very anxious. Um. But it took us 72 hours to find it. It's not 48, but 72 hours. I checked every single diaper and I found it after 72 hours, um, confirming that she did swallow it and she was perfectly fine. She is doing great, but it was definitely uh, a week and I was 
on high alert the whole time like Uh, looking for this earring most too funny well i'm glad that it's an all's well that ends well type of story yes and i did put earrings back in her ears um i did not want them to close up and hopefully these do better i am gonna see if they have any of like the screw backings for babies uh the only thing like i want that but then at the same time the only thing about that is I kind of feel like if it's going to get caught on something, I'd prefer for it to rip out of her ear rather than rip her ear. Like Mm -hmm. I prefer for it to come unattached. Um, I don't want, obviously I don't want her to swallow it again, but I don't want her to be stuck somewhere or for her to pull and rip her ear. Um, So that's like my only big concern, like with the screw backing. Uh, So I'm not really sure if I really want it, but I'm going to look into it and see and make my decision. Um, but my, oh yeah, is that I just signed Ginny up for the next semester of swim lessons. They go by, uh, section, like they go by semesters for like the different seasons. So I signed her up for swim, I believe from now through, I think it's like almost May or something. That's cool. She's doing really good in swim lessons. Like, she's starting to kick. Beforehand, I had to, like, follow. Like, they put her in these. They put them in these little noodles where they're kind of on their stomach. And we just kind of push them around the pool. And I had to go behind her and, like, manually kick her legs to kind of get her in the habit. And now she kicks her legs on her own and gets excited. And she's fearless. Like, you sit her on the side of the pool. She wants to jump back in uh so it's um I don't think we're gonna be getting a pool anytime soon like that just because of me being afraid that she's gonna try to go out there and jump in it by herself but uh yeah I'm I really like seeing her grow and develop uh and get better at swimming and all that and it's something that I get to do with her so it's a lot of fun that's exciting Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, actually, so Claire, now that she's been walking, um, her gymnastics coach told me that I could move her up to the next gymnastics level for, um, babies. It's called playnastics, I think, Uh but, um, she, they, man, they have like 12 classes for that age group and only one of them is available and it's like 30 minutes before her bedtime. So I was like, mm. why would you even have a class this late? Um, no wonder yeah. it's open. Um, so I have to wait until another class is open before I can officially move her. So she's just kind of hanging out with the little babies until then. But definitely uh, love it too. Just love getting to watch her come into her own and get a little better and more, you know, get some dexterity every week. And yeah, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But that is the podcast this week. Um, sorry we took a week off, but it was definitely well deserved. Uh, oh yeah, and definitely needed. And we're back, so we're really happy. And hope that y'all enjoyed this episode. And hope that y'all, if y'all relate to any of this, this kind of gives y'all a little comfort to know that you're not alone in thinking that some of these things are a little annoying to hear. Yeah, definitely. Um, And we are definitely going to have a lot of exciting things coming up. We'll have quite a few guests coming in to talk about some really cool subjects. So Mm -hmm. we hope that you keep tuning in and tell a friend, please 
Make sure that you are subscribed on our page and leave a review if you can. Uh, tell us what your thoughts are on the podcast. Uh, it definitely would help our ratings and we'd love to hear all of your thoughts on what we have to say because we definitely give you our thoughts. Uh, yeah. So. And if you want to be a guest on the podcast or know of anyone who you think would be a good guest on the podcast, you can find us on Instagram at learning on the job moms. Uh, send us an email at learning on the job moms at gmail.com. Um, or you can also find us on Facebook at the same name as well. Yeah. So we thank you so much for tuning in and we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.